Welcome back, everyone, to the newest episode of the Zero Chucks Given podcast, the number one growing podcast on YouTube, Spotify, everywhere on the Internet. You can find podcasts. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in, listened, watched, liked, subscribed, did all that jazz. We are taking over and I can't thank you guys enough. Last week was kind of a chill episode and it ended up being probably everyone's favorite episode. We went unscripted, no prep time, no scripts. We kind of just went with it and it worked. Everyone really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was my favorite episode, even though it didn't really have any like strong talking points. It was kind of me just doing my thing. And I think we're probably going to keep that going on today. Let's keep it going. Let's not stop. The biggest thing that's happening right now that isn't the Ukraine-Russian war is the World Cup. Everyone's been tuning in. All the guys and gals that aren't usually into soccer are checking in, falling in love with the beautiful game of soccer or football, depending on what country you're from. But... Everyone's talking about the World Cup. Everyone's talking about USA losing, uh, which I could have told you that. Um, Everyone thinks Brazil's going to win, but you can listen to that anywhere else. Go find another video. Suggestion videos all over the place. Well, um, I want to talk to you guys about money. I want to talk about picking... um, love or money the the eternal question the most popular soccer player in the world right now Cristiano Ronaldo he was recently let go of his club not Portugal the World Cup team uh, the team that he was playing for professionally Manchester United and there was some falling out that's kind of old news but he wanted to leave they let him go So his options recently for places to go were come to America and play in the MLS. Uh, There was a chance that he was going to play for Miami or go play for uh, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, those stinking Americans. Uh, That's a terrorist accent. Um, Not saying the people that are paying him are terrorists. They're just murderers, Uh, different uh, types of people. Um, go, go look up, uh, Saudi Arabia family kills reporter and maybe type in WWE and, uh, you'll find out about it. So they offered him $200 million per season to come play in Saudi Arabia. And I was thinking, and I I get, there's a lot of other people asking this question too. Do you pick you know, going to America, the land of the free, um, good, wholesome family values, um, very patriotic, supporting the blue, supporting the military and first responders, apple pie, all that stuff, NASCAR. Or do you go to the desert and play with Saudi Arabia for $200 million a year? And if you asked me, 
that question, I would take the $200 million. That is some ignorant ass money. 200 million. He's made a ton of money in endorsements. Cristiano Ronaldo has in his life. But when you actually break down how much he's made professionally, like playing on the field, that one year is probably more than what he was getting paid his whole career. So that is not just generational money. It's stupid, stupid. That's like hitting the lotto. It's it's probably some ignorant amount. He's going to pay $200 million to pretty much play JV ball. The, the quality of the soccer out there is definitely... He's just going to be playing against a bunch of bums. Tomato cans. And... To get paid that much money... To play with that kind of quality um, competition. The other option was to play in America. Um, Miami, LA, New York. Which is great. Like who wanted, who wouldn't want to come to America, the land of the free and the home of the brave. But the MLS was probably only going to be able to pay him five to 10 max, unless they break like the world record for MLS salary and he gets paid 20 mil. That is still 10 times less. 20 mil is a ton of money in like MLS and even in European soccer, 20 million is a ton. And he would be getting paid 10 times less in America than he would in Saudi Arabia. You're, you're making more money than you would ever make, but you're going to be in bed with terrorists and murderers. Osama bin Laden, 9-11. Is participating in the attacks of 9-11 worth the $200 million? When you start thinking about that way, I might have to pass on it. But if for whatever reason, this group of Saudi Arabia people um, aren't a part of the 9-11 terrorism plots or killing that reporter, which I believe was the Saudi Arabia family, um, his name was, and he was murdered by those people that are paying Cristiano Ronaldo. It gets you thinking, man. And you might have to pass up on that ton of money. I might have to go to a different country. Like Russia. Our next topic was a highly requested one. Um, if you know me, I'm a uh, sponsored fitness model. Uh, not lying. Serious. And I, I, I guess I'm... Uh, if I'm being, you know, completely transparent, being an influencer you kind of naturally become a fitness influencer. Um, obviously, like when I go into a room, I'm probably like the biggest dude in the room. Look at that. Super yoked, creatine uh, five times a day, protein shakes five times a day. That's all just meat. Look at all that meat that's on the, the camera right now. So, me being such an influential person in the fitness and supplements, uh, heavyweight lifting, uh, powerlifting community, 
my phone was blowing up with the news that happened this week of Liver King admitting he does steroids. And this is for all the, the bros out there who are really into like uh, uh, masculinity and uh, like hunting and primal stuff and working out. There might be some chicks out there that are into that too. The news broke that he does take steroids, which is the least shocking story of the year. If you know anything about bodybuilding, if you know anything about fitness and kind of bulking up, getting that meat on you, you knew he was on it. His The way his structure was, he, he had like quadruple D titties, super red skin. It was like super low body fat. And just the way he looked, he was all roids. You're not getting that kind of muscle mass from uh, bull testicles and kidneys and livers and cow brains. No matter what he says, you're not getting like that kind of bulk out of eating organs. Uh, I've heard that, you know, he did work out like a madman. So I do give him props on that. A lot of people were crapping on him for it. For me, I'm like, he kind of came out, he got in front of it. He said he did it, said he was wrong. And I thought, okay, he's gonna be even bigger than he was before because he's getting in front of it. That's usually how people are. But once I listened to the whole interview of him kind of admitting he took steroids, it kind of was like a half-ass answer or a half-ass apology, if I could rephrase that. Because he went from, oh man, you know, I had this persona and I was trying to be someone to help like the company and be this primal guy and be this like super masculine guy to help the company out. But yes, I am on steroids. All right, fine, whatever. Then he goes into, I did this for the 4,000 people that commit suicide every day. I can, I do this for the 80,000 people that try to commit suicide because they're not happy with who they are. Which, I, if you just said, oh, I did this for people that like struggle with like self-image and confidence, fine. But then he started bringing up people that like suicide themselves to justify why he does steroids. And the more I listened to it, I was like, uh, this actually isn't going that well. I take back what I said about him being even more famous than he was before when he said he wasn't on steroids. And honestly, I don't give a I, I think like steroids are cool. If you're into steroids, go for it. Everyone does steroids. I don't, but I don't need them because I, I just, I got so much uh, freaking mass on me right now that I could just, I'm always in a bulking stage and I refuse to cut. So I just get like super bulky. Like look at these freaking granite forearms of mine. I can bench like 600. So I don't really need, I, I'm more for like, I don't, I want to be good at like doing like physical things. I don't want to be good at just exercising, you know? I gave up my modeling career a while ago, so now let me do like dad things. You know, if my children, uh, a log like tree fell on them, I wanna be able to like lift it up and throw it over and save my children. 
or if I have to like, you know, that that metaphor of like, oh, if someone's on a cliff and you can only save one life, you, you know, you have to pick well, being like a super jacked, beefy dad. I'm just going to say both their asses. I'm going to say both of them. So if that's what Liver King's going to do, that's what Liver King's going to do, man. Do your steroids. You should have said, yeah, I do steroids and off. So I do steroids. Big deal. He should start selling steroids and the FDA should make steroids illegal, uh, not make them illegal. They should make them legal. We got to get that ephedra back in hydroxy cut. We got to get that good stuff. The stuff now that you go buy at like GNC in the vitamin shop, that is just uh, green tea extract and caffeine and whatever. We need to get that good stuff back in there. The stuff that makes you like wild and start like, you know, seeing shadows where shadows aren't really there and hearing voices in your head. That'd be great. If we can get back to that, then America would be healthy. And a healthy America is a good America. One thing I want to talk about and get it off my chest, um, an issue I'm having right now with the, the way the world's going. It's not about, you know, the sensitivity of the liberal crowd. It's not about Ukraine and Russia. It's not about geopolitical crap. It's not about climate control. The giant issue I have with the way the world's going right now is AI. I can't freaking stand it. And I think it's going to be the end to a lot of things. Singularity is 10 or so years away where AI becomes so advanced that it pretty much just takes over everything we do. You'll lose your job. You'll lose the ability to drive. You'll lose the ability to do this, do that, because the matrix has finally taken over. And all that to say, the reason I bring up AI right now and my hatred for it, there is a trend going on right now uh, called Lens AI or whatever it is. I'll dub myself over if I said it wrong. There's a trend going on. If you're on Instagram, you probably see it all over the place where people are posting up these AI generated graphics and artworks and paintings and drawings and 3D models of themselves. AI generated art has been kind of exploding for the last year. And just seeing everyone just, if you're, if you're getting what you want out of it, fine. But now I'm gonna sound like one of these freaking wussy ass uh, service people who complain that um, the machines are going to take over my job at McDonald's. And I guess I'm in the same boat where I was like, hell no, they don't deserve $15 an hour. Put that robot in there. I'll order off a freaking machine to get my McDonald's, my Big Macs and double cheeseburgers. Well, now me. This Lens AI app, you upload 10 images of yourself, 10 to 20 images, whatever. It scans it and then creates, I heard like a hundred images of these like world-class paintings, models, sketches, like all this different like art styles within minutes. And I've tested out other ones and it, some of them do them in seconds. 
So this AI is doing better artwork than world-class painters, artists, uh, illustrators, whatever, have can do, will do, and have spent their whole lives training to do, all within a few seconds. The stuff they're doing, I would never be able to do, and the, the AI's doing it in seconds. Where the money comes into play, if someone said, hey man, I need like 10 awesome composite images of me as like a superhero, but they need to be awesome in different styles and whatever, I would charge them like a grand or something, right? You only have to pay 10 bucks for this app to get a hundred images that look amazing. This is the death of graphic and digital creators, uh, graphic design, uh, digital artists. We're all done, man. Eventually, you'll get an AI that can whip up a website for you. There's gonna be an AI that is going to be able to like edit for you and direct for you and 3D model and create movies. You're gonna get to a point where you'll be able to say, hey, I wanna make a character that looks like a short green monster with a giant eyeball. And then it'll create it for you, it'll whip it up for you. Then you'll be able to like, they'll be like, hey, what do you wanna do with it? Like, do you want it to like jump, dance, sing? And, and you'll be able to create like a Pixar movie by just typing in a few keywords and it just does everything for you. You won't need a team anymore. You won't need artists, training, benefit. It, it, it just gets right into like the argument against AI and robots because they don't have to sleep. They don't need healthcare. They don't need breaks, blah, 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 blah. And seeing this trend that's happening right now with uh, Instagram and these digital mock-ups of people. Dude, it makes me sick to my effing stomach because we're all gonna be out of a job very soon. Retouchers, we're kind of getting screwed because there's all these face apps that you can make yourself skinny, clear skin, big eyes, change your, that kind of took over a few years ago. And that used to be a market for people where you could become, you know, like a fashion photo retoucher. And now for kind of like the, the quick, you know, shoot and go kind of things, there's apps now that do it all for you. Now we're getting into like fine art and there's, uh, there's AI and apps that are able to create world-class fine art designs and paintings out of thin air that looks better than everything else out there. Now they're able to do it with specific things like your face. You can be a superhero, you can be a hybrid gorilla, you could be flying, driving, different color, cape, star eyes, whatever, and do it and it does it really good. It's not looking good, man, and it's, it's taking out my industry right now. Eventually it's gonna come for your industry. And then after, man, after it takes over everything, I don't know what the hell's gonna go on. We need to be the resistance. Terminator reference. We need to be the resistance because 
it'll take over and then we literally become useless. Being humans, man, we need purpose. If you have an app that can do all of it, life's gonna fucking suck. On a extremely lighter note, Spotify Unwrapped happened this week and it's early Christmas for me. I, I get more excited about the Spotify Unwrapped like unveiling more than Christmas. It is like what I've been working for all year. The bands I support, the bands I listen to, the songs I listen to, I get my big unveiling. Spotify gives me this gift and I love it. This year wasn't too much of a surprise. If you know me, I'm a gigantic fan of Dance Gavin Dance. Well, they released a masterpiece this year called Jackpot Juicer. It was perfect. It was a breath of fresh air. I wasn't too happy with the last album. I don't know why. It had some good songs, but it wasn't my favorite. So I listened to that religiously, and that was my band of the year, album of the year, all that. They've won like almost every year for the last like 10 or 12 years. My songs were a little bit different. Those were a little bit more underground. Uh, Youth Fountain Worried won my song of the year, which probably isn't a surprise because when I first, when I first listened to it uh, at the beginning of the year, I told my brother that it, if they're on there, it's probably because of the repeat listening I did in January because I listened to it nonstop on our trip to Colorado. It was the only album I had. Uh, playing the whole trip, and I listened to that religiously. Speaking of pop punk, the decade of domination, you might have to put that in there with the 21 and no Undertaker, 14 or whatever, no Dolphins, the perfect season. My pop punk, my, my genre of the year has not been anything besides pop punk for the last like 10 years. And it's, it's probably it, Midwest emo, has flirted with taking that uh, top spot, but there is just so much good pop punk out there that I don't think anyone's ever gonna top pop punk. I'd be shocked if anybody ever beat pop punk. I can see a year where Spotify gyps my pop punk thing and it's like rock was your top you know, category, but until then, man, I don't know when pop punk's gonna get replaced. Pop punk is in my blood. Uh, what is it? Shooting up. Uh, shooting pump punk right into my veins. I was shocked how many people had Dance Gavin Dance on their unwrapped that have never like told me that they're a giant fan. But once I posted up that Dance Gavin Dance one, they're like, me too, me too, me too. Me too movement. I, I'm a, the more fans, the better. Last week we talked about Tilly and I, how I'll take a bullet for him. And it's just wonderful seeing that we have so much support and love in the community uh, for them. Another band that got a ton of love that, not that I'm shocked, but it's another band that I'm really happy got so much attention was the band Camino. They were on more people's top five than I could have believed. It's like everyone who posted up about, you know, their top five and their, you know, unwrapped and all this stuff was the band Camino, they were everywhere. Top song or, you know, top five song, top five bands. They were there, man. And I'm happy for them, man. It's 
I love them. They're great. Super catchy stuff. I think they're coming out with an album next year. There's a good chance that Dance Gavin Dance might be toppled because they don't have a new album coming out next year. But the band Camino does. So we'll stay tuned and see in 2023 who's going to be the Chuckacious top artist of the year. One thing I wanted to talk about that isn't news related at all, but it's something that kind of popped into my head. This is something that is more of just kind of like a self-reflection thing, which I don't think we've kind of done anything like that uh, since we started the podcast. It's nothing sappy like, oh, depression, eh, mental illness, eh, or mental health, eh. None of that crap. I've been building up all my pages and I'm creating new pages for like the Zero Chucks Gibbon that aren't Chuckacious. So it's like, okay, there's Chuckacious as a guy, but let's like, you know, make the Zero Chucks Given pages. That way we can just flood all that with content, reels, shorts, and it just, all that just goes to a place. And you know, maybe we can kind of expand our reach a little bit better that there's a Chuckacious crowd and the Zero Chucks Given, and then we can connect them and, blow it up cool but as i was like going through my pages i went to the chuckacious instagram page to kind of see like what i've been posting recently for the zero chucks given see if i was like oversaturating it not posting enough whatever and i was scrolling through and i was like fuck this is like a mess i realized from something that i was someone told me something recently a lot of people are were like, oh, I didn't know you painted. I just thought you did X, Y, and Z. Photography, video work, graphic design. They're like, I didn't know you did murals and painting. And there's been a ton of other times where when I'm doing photography stuff, people are like, oh my God, I didn't know you painted and did graphic design. I only knew that you were a photographer. Same thing happens with video work. Same thing happens with graphic design. And it got me thinking it's in, it's like, what, the, what does the world view Chuck Aces as? Do they view me as a photographer who shoots world-class models, babes, big bands, all that stuff? Or do they view me as like a world-class painter? And, you know, I do these, you know, grand pieces that just leave people speechless. Is that me? Or am I this like marketing genius and this like Photoshop Illustrator whiz that can turn the dumpiest companies into like Apple and Amazon and Google? Is that me? Is that what people think I am? What What is everyone's perspective of what like what I do? Sorry if I'm getting a little bit, you know, off the rails with it. But I'm really curious, like, who, who, like, how do you view me? Do you view me as like a painter? Do you view me as, you know, a graphic designer? Do you view me as a photographer? Or do you view me as like this YouTube sensation and Chuck Aceus, the the troll is the person. And then he kind of just does, you know, things on the side to get by. Because when I was on my page, I was like, okay, there's a phase where I'm a podcaster. Keep on scrolling. Okay, this is the phase where, you know, uh, I'm a photographer and I shoot 
beautiful women um, and make them, you know, look like a, a trillion bucks. And I scroll and then it's paintings. And I'm like, oh, man, look at these like masterpieces. Da Vinci and Picasso would be rolling in their graves to have my talent. And then I scroll and then I get back into more photography and I go in phases. But it's like, fuck, like, I know you're supposed to kind of pick a passion or pick like a talent and just roll with it. But if I could be honest, I'm really good at all of them. It's not just a uh, jack of all trades, master of none. I will, I'm probably in the middle of that. I'm better than just a jack of all trades, but I'm, I, I, I probably am not a master at like, you know, everything that I do. You know, I'm not filming Oscar movies right now. I'm not doing YouTube videos with Mr. Beast or PewDiePie. I'm not shooting Brad Pitt for the cover of GQ. But I'm a stone's throw away from all of those happening. Question to everyone so you can help me freaking sleep at night and kind of figure out where I am in this world and how people view me is like if there's one thing that you know me for, if there's one thing you know Chuckacious for, what is it? Comment below, share, message me, do all that crap. And help me figure out who I am, because maybe I'm having a midlife crisis and I don't know if I maybe I'm being so hard on myself because I haven't done enough. Help me out, man, before I start breaking down and start uh, wondering if it's if any of this is worth it anymore. We're all done. I got that all off my chest, man. We went from me and having to deal with you know the the drama and the fitness world and me being in the middle of it we talked about my existential crisis of ai taking over my career and putting me out of business we went and talked about like how the world views me man we talked about picking family versus money and terrorists being in control of all of it was it a heavy episode i don't know was it insightful? I don't know. But it was another episode. And another episode I promised I would make because I said I would be here every week. And I am. And you guys are making it much easier. Oh, yeah, I had the, that announcement that we crossed 30,000 views just on YouTube. That's not including TikTok and Instagram. We might be around like 50,000 views. Um, we're trying really hard. And I would love for everyone to help us. But we're trying really hard to get 100,000 views on YouTube. Get that notification by the end of the year. January 1st, I would like to cross 100,000 views. So please share this. Uh, repost this. Because from what I heard, reposting it does help. If we have people out there saying, hey, check this guy out. And people jump onto uh, YouTube. It helps me out a ton. So not just, you know watching and liking but share it tell people send them links like help me out because i need this i need to be the cool guy who has a hundred thousand views in the first month for everyone who's commented liked, subscribed added the tiktok added the instagram page all that stuff which i will link below so definitely check that out make sure you hit all the notifications 
we're all wrapped up with the Zero Chucks Given Podcast. We'll be back next week. And until then, God bless and thank you. See you soon. Mwah. <laughs>